Good morning, and thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope your day is off to a terrific start. We appreciate that you're joining us for Profiles in Business because this is our opportunity to talk business and highlight what's happening in our community. And speaking of what's happening in our community, we are incredibly excited that we will be celebrating the best Southern Arizona small businesses and nonprofits at our upcoming Copper Cactus Awards presented by Wells Fargo in person this year back at Casino del Sol on October 1st. Some of the many people who will be joining us in the celebration are our category sponsors. So leading up to the event, I get to introduce you to each of those companies that are sponsoring this terrific event and highlighting our small, our small business community. But before we get joined by Eric Smith this morning, we want to thank some of our show sponsors. These sponsors are members of the Tucson Metro Chamber because they support the work we do for workforce development and talent attraction on legislative issues and more that positively affect not only Tucson businesses, but our community as a whole. After all, our mission is to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. When we work together, we create change for the better through collective impact. So those chamber members in support include Paragon Space Development, Pima Community College, Pro Ventures, and SOMAS. We thank those sponsors so much for being executive level chamber members. Another example of one of our stellar supporters, longtime supporters, is our special guest today. Please join me in welcoming Eric Smith. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Amber. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, why don't you tell our listeners this morning a little bit about yourself and your role with your company? Sure. So, I am currently the executive director of the University of Arizona Center for Innovation, which is a part of Tech Parks Arizona at the University of Arizona. Uh, prior to this role, I was inside of the university at TechLaunch Arizona, helping to launch companies out of the U of A based on intellectual property. And prior to that, I spent a number of years primarily as a failed entrepreneur myself. And that uh, I'm a local and I, I chose to stay here and now make it uh, a part of my community mission uh, to help others make similar decisions. Failed entrepreneur. I mean, you don't hear that term very often. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all about whether or not we're willing to admit it or not. You know, I love that in your role, you get to support those entrepreneurs. And who is going to know better than someone that has been through those trial and tribulations themselves? Sure. Well, you know, that's certainly a part of it. But, you know, truly at UACI and at the tech parks, um, it, it's really everyone else. Um, one of the things that I pride myself in being able to do is uh, put together a good team. So we've got great subject matter experts and mentors and programmatic staff. And they're really, the, you know, truly the champions that uh, help to guide our companies. Yeah, absolutely. We have the same model over at the chamber. I talk a lot about how the chamber is not me. The chamber is its own living and breathing entity that is made up of fantastic team members, experts in 
each have their own roles that are all dedicated to fulfilling the mission. And that's what makes it work. You see, I like that. You have a much better way of putting that to people than I do. I just simply tell people that I'm the dumbest person in any room. So <laughs> I just surround myself with better people. Oh, I absolutely believe in hiring people smarter than than myself. No doubt. If I knew it all, why would I need them? And, and no one should ever have the perception that they can do it all. That's right. So generally speaking, what has your company been working on lately? Sure. So I'll, I'll take you up a little bit and talk just briefly about uh, how we operate. So uh, the tech parks in general is really the sandbox where large companies, uh, small companies, entrepreneurs and university can kind of really come together and, and help to solve some of the world's biggest challenges. We have 1300 acres, we have 2 million square feet of rentable space, and over 6000 people that come to work on, on this campus uh, every single day. And at the heart of it all is the University of Arizona Center for Innovation, and we are the university's startup incubator network. So we serve scalable science and technology ventures that might come through the university. Uh, they'll come from the community. Uh, some of them are not even located here, but might move here uh, to take advantage of our incubator programming. And we provide them with uh, a continuum of education and activities, subject matter experts, mentors, connections, lots of programming really to help expose startups to topics and then track their way through it. We become accountability partners for them. And of course we have space. Um, so we have uh, wet labs, dry labs, conference rooms, offices, you name it, all the space that a, that a startup really could need, a tech-based startup uh, to really get things kicking. And uh, lately, wow, we've been busy. It seems like the last 15 months only accelerated in activity for the incubator here we currently serve 53 startup companies, so our staff is extremely busy. They're in all different spaces, uh, all different industries. Uh, during the last uh, year, we built a second physical location up in Oro Valley. It's a biotech incubator in partnership with uh, the biotech companies in the area, the municipalities, and some really wonderful supporters. Uh, we then filled that incubator, so that incubator is currently full. And then on the tech park level, we've got a building going up there at our second tech park at the Bridges called the Refinery, uh, which is 120,000 square foot structure. Really excited to, to bring both university and industry together in that space. And uh, we're making pretty good headway there as well. What I love is you really represent, and it's really the title of it, Center for Innovation. And I think that that's what is so exciting. And we hear the term, you know, Tech Parks Arizona, but so many, unless you're a U of A insider or, or you're, you know, like you and I have been in this space for a long time, wouldn't know what that is. But Center for Innovation, that really just speaks to the, to the role and the mission and the outcomes. That's exactly right. We do this uh, for economic development in our region when we can either on a tech park level attract to come be here in this sandbox or on the incubator level, grow companies that ultimately will attract capital and hire employees and purchase infrastructure, that only helps the region. And every one of them are innovating. They're all solving big problems with novel technologies, doing R&D. Uh, some cases we're working with startups where their products or solutions or new medical devices or drugs 
won't be on the market for many years. So innovation is is definitely what we work on here. Well, an absolute congratulations to yourself and Carol Stewart and the full team in growing the efforts and supporting so many startups. Um, would you say 53 now? 53. Yeah, right now. That's incredible. And to grow like that during a pandemic, which truly provided hope and, uh, um, you know, a branch to those different startups during the most difficult time of our, of some, so many people's personal and economic crisis. So congratulations to the full team. That is a significant impact uh, in general, but couldn't be better timed than during those efforts. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I have, I have two reasons really. And it's really, it's the entrepreneurs, you know, of course, our team is very strategic in how we try to grow, but uh, entrepreneurs, scalable tech entrepreneurs exist to solve problems. And I'd say if there's one thing we all realized over the time of the pandemic is that there were no shortage of problems to be solved. And so, um, you know, activity in the innovation space just really skyrocketed. So we're here to talk about our October 1st Copper Cactus Awards. So, you know, Broadening out the topic, why do you feel people should nominate a business for an award? Not just this one, but awards in general. Southern Arizona has so much to offer. And in some cases, not everybody knows the good work that such a vast amount of companies in our region are doing. And the Copper Cactus Awards really affords the community the opportunity to hear about or see what companies in our region are doing and the impact that they're making for our region and the good work um, that their employees are conducting. And so I know every time I attend the Copper Cactus Awards, I learn something new about a company in the region that's really doing great things. And for startups or small businesses, for example, it really gives them a platform or a stage to talk about what they're doing. And in our world with, with our startups, that can lead to potential customers or strategic partners or funding or team members. And so uh, whether it's a small startup uh, up to a larger company, the Copper Cactus Awards really is, you know, represents the, the premier event uh, to get quite a bit of exposure into the best that our region has to offer. We certainly would agree. This year is our 24th year, and we had over 250 nominations, uh, which are all companies with less than 200 employees. So it truly represents our small business community. Absolutely. That's incredible. Wow. So tell us about the category that uh, Tech Parks Arizona is specifically sponsoring this year. So we are sponsoring the Startup of the Year category. And the way that I like to define this is that uh, we have quite a bit of uh, small business activity. You know, I would argue in our region that that, that is the core of, of the offering of our region. It's, it's the, the soul of our region, our, our small businesses uh, and our entrepreneurs. And oftentimes when you define small business, you think about really what our city has to offer. And that's everything from, from retail to the incredible food entrepreneurs that are here 
and uh, brick and mortar stores, things of that nature. And sometimes um, those that maybe don't have those physical assets or five or 10 employees, those startups that are still fundraising or working on tech or won't get revenue for a few more years uh, also um, should have an opportunity to be recognized and uh, the community should be exposed to them. So we're excited about this startup of the year category. And uh, this is the second year uh, in a row that we're doing this. Uh, we created this category for the first time, or, or you created it, uh, you know, with, with our help for the first time last year. And, um, you know, thrilled to see uh, who gets nominated, who's the finalist, and, and who ultimately wins. Past Copper Cactus Award. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I am very excited um, because over the last 15 months, anytime I purchase clothes, at least for the bottom half of myself, it probably hasn't been the fanciest. So I'm very excited for Zoom attire at this event. That's great. Absolutely. It'll be a great time. So, you know, we do want those startup to know that while this is sponsored by... Similar things that we look for when we're admitting startups into our incubator. And oftentimes what we're evaluating um, is, is grit, it's motivation, it's the novelty in a lot of cases of what the company is working on. Um, the ability to thrive despite their situation or environment, which you know has been a big deal uh, for quite a while. Market need is big, uh, making sure that there's a market for what they're working on and that there is product market fit. And uh, in, in the startup world, especially for those that are pre-revenue, you know, success is largely due to, you know, how the idea is executed. And so really it's about uh, looking at applications and evaluating the, uh, the grit and motivation of the team that will ultimately take this forward. So talk to us about some of the startups that you have there at Center for Innovation. Oh my goodness, do you have another four hours? Because when you give any one of us a platform to talk about our companies, we will definitely take you up on it. So um, I'll try to pick uh, just a couple here and, and maybe describe a couple of, of industries that they represent. But uh, we have Sylvan Source, for example, is a company in our incubator. They um, are sponsored in our incubator by the town of Sarita and Freeport McMoran. And they uh, have a system for um, essentially, how can I put it, um, water purification or cleaning for large industrial systems, things such as the oil and gas industry or mining. And uh, they've obtained funding and are currently... Uh, just won a very big Silicon Valley pitch competition and are one of 10 startups in the world uh, pitching on a worldwide stage here coming up shortly. And the judges and, and evaluators there are all experienced entrepreneurs and investors. Uh, very excited about them. We have Upecha, which is a startup in our Oro Valley incubator. Uh, they are working on a, um, how do they put it? They say, they make your dog, uh, your dog's breath as good as your dog. So <laughs> they actually have a way to manipulate the bacteria in a dog's mouth through a dog tree uh, to make that dog's 
breath smell like anything they want. I think they have mint right now for a considerably long amount of time. It's uh, so another good example of what we're working on. But uh, we have startups in here that are working on drug discovery, drug delivery, uh, fintech software, um, uh, pretty much any industry, industry or space you can imagine. We've got startups working here. What about success stories? I mean, so is it common to go from the Center for Innovation and take up space at the main uh, tech park campus once they have, I guess, graduated being considered a startup? Like, what are those different conditions? What makes one a startup versus not? And can you give us some examples? That is a great question. Um, arguably, some of the biggest tech companies that you know of today that might have apps on your phone, for example, would still consider themselves startups in a lot of cases. And so the definition of startup um, is, is often um, broad. And the best way I've heard it described and a really true indicator of, you know, the companies that we work with, that it's a temporary business looking for a repeatable business model. And temporary is, is, you know, without getting too far into theory, um, is, is kind of the main piece when they're in the scalable tech and startup world. Their goal is to work on a technology, de-risk the technology, prove the market need, and then get swooped up or acquired by, you know, a larger company um, or in some cases go public. And so uh, when you say, what would a success story look like? Or, or when does a startup no longer become a startup? It completely varies. It varies by industry as well. But uh, on average, our startups will stay with us for two years. And that really gets them through a bulk of the programming and gets them to <clears throat> what success looks like for them, which uh, oftentimes is funding or revenue. Uh, and or in the, in the bio or life sciences space, uh, the technology is at some point down the line good enough to be acquired. A couple of recent examples that maybe the community knows about, uh, one would be Freefall Aerospace. And that is one uh, where they're working on uh, ground satellite technology and a graduate of UACI, and they took their own space. And uh, we would always love for companies to end up in the park so we can keep them close and see them all the time. But really, it's about providing them with opportunities, no matter what that looks like, for them to be successful. Metropia is another one. They have a technology for uh, traffic management uh, that's used all around the world. Uh, and there are a number of others uh, that are out there that uh, maybe you knew or, or didn't know came uh, through a program like ours. What I recall is a roundtable that we had the privilege of participating in a couple of years ago where there were 15 or so different startups around this horseshoe table with Senator Sinema. Mm. And it was exceptional hearing the different technology. Uh, I, I know not necessarily some of these were even through um, UACI, but it was some innovation truly helping to solve some of the world's problems you know, in underserved communities, uh, medication of making sure it's secure when it arrives. I mean, which is something that you never think, like, has this been tampered with? But this is uh, an international crisis and they were creating an opportunity to uh, try to solve that issue. 
And it must be incredibly rewarding to get to see these companies grow uh, uh, and address some of these issues. Amber, you have no idea. It is so exciting. I mean, working with startups is not for the faint of heart. Startups inherently fail um, nationwide over, or worldwide. Over 90% of them do fail. But, uh, but it is inspiring to watch people give everything they've got towards solving that problem. Um, it is no problem for them to work late into the evening or on weekends or whenever uh, because they're so passionate about what they do. And we become passionate for them, too. We become their cheerleaders and hopefully can help to rally the rest of our community to become cheerleaders for them. We had a startup who, who I walked up to their space in the incubator earlier this week, and they turned to me and said, we just got our first PO. And I think I probably jumped higher than even they did uh, into the air. Um, another startup, these are just recent examples, uh, with a technical founder just brought on an absolute rock star of a CEO. And again, we're just the email threads have more exclamation points in them than any I've seen before. It is it is truly inspiring to work with these entrepreneurs, and uh, and we become so invested not not literally but figuratively in in what they're doing. Well, I think that there will be a lot to celebrate at our Copper Cactus Awards that will be really exciting to unveil at least some of those companies as they become finalists and winners ultimately. Yes. And I'm so excited. It's in person. The Copper Cactus Awards for me, like each year, it's one of those things that uh, I always look forward to. I've got tons of memories from uh, previous events. And yes, hopefully not just, you know, it, it's about the community startups. We might be sponsoring this award, but, you know, we don't make these decisions. This is this is about celebrating all the companies that our community has to offer and and all of them, I can guarantee you that every finalist that we have in this category um, is taking advantage of an offering from our community, whether it be through the university or the nonprofit world, the private world, the individuals here. It's really our community that uplifts these companies. And I'm super excited uh, to see them at the event. So what is one of your most memorable moments from a Tech Parks Arizona and Center for Innovation. You do not have to be necessarily in the program to qualify to even apply. That is awesome. And I know that uh, Heather with the Chamber really wants to ease folks in to transitioning back to in-person. So she's highly encouraging Zoom attire. So for an awards ceremony she envisions sequence on top slippers on bottom and that way it's not gonna be too much pressure for people to get all dressed up oh man okay so uh well last year was extremely memorable uh because we got to see it in a different um platform and also it was the first year that we had the opportunity to sponsor this award uh i've been a part of a, a small company a number of years ago that uh, won a Copper Cactus Award. And so I think the memory there is both the winning and hopping on stage and collecting the award. But then that moment where, you know, we're a small business, right? We proudly display that on the front desk of, of the lobby into our building. Um, I'll, I'll admit this. Uh, I absolutely always love each year. I have the memory of leaving the event 
and watching everybody disperse into the casino <laughs> to take advantage <laughs> of everything the casino has to offer. You can see the mix of people at the casino and those that have on, you know, the dressier outfits obviously came from the Copper Cactus Awards. So, oh yeah, tons of memories. Yeah, that's absolutely right. This is a celebration of the startups in our community. Um, in fact, we typically don't even like to make the decisions on these things. So it's, <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite child, isn't it? Yeah, yes, especially because, you know, uh, we want everybody to have an opportunity. So this is open to the startups in our community and uh, judged by those that have no stake in them. And we get to just sit back, relax and watch them be celebrated. Well said. So for our listeners, if you are a startup or you know of a startup that you think really has that special sparkle worthy of a Copper Cactus Award, while we have received 255 nominations, you can still submit a full application by August 5th. You know, we want to make sure to really cover the full spectrum and make sure there's no barriers to those applicants that, you know, maybe just don't have that, that PR uh, other companies might have. So we're excited to celebrate at Casino del Sol. If you are interested in learning more about Tech Parks Arizona or the University of Arizona Center for Innovation, I would encourage you to check out our website, uh, reach out to any member of the team. We're happy to connect with any member of the community uh, that is interested in learning more or getting involved. And I'll say this to uh, our community of Southerners and uh, to the listeners out there, as it relates to startup companies, when I'm given the opportunity to say anything at the end of any conversation, it is make sure you're out there and you're seeking ways to support these companies. And so uh, we can help you with that. There are other groups out there that can help you engage with startup companies. They're looking for mentorship and advising connections and, uh, and really, this is how we, we grow these companies. This is how we create staples that uh, ultimately can, can give back and support our community. So get out there, help a startup, help an entrepreneur, uh, give them an opportunity to solve that problem and, uh, and grow. And Eric, can you repeat that website again? It's techparks.arizona.edu. And you can get to the UA Center for Innovation from there or techparks.arizona.edu backslash UA Center innovation and that'll get you uh to the incubator eric it has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much of course thank you for having me so i want to thank a few of our additional sponsors our keystone members tucson electric power tucson medical center wells fargo bank and to find out more about the tucson metro chamber and our events check us out at tucsonchamber.org and remember to shop chamber first but before we leave today, we absolutely want to remind you to keep Tucson cooking. Vantage West Credit Union and the Tucson Metro Chamber partnered to launch an initiative to encourage Tucsonans to pay it forward to the community by dining local, shopping local, and spending local. Check out a touching 60-second video featuring several local Tucson favorites at keeptucsoncooking.com. I'm Amber Smith with the Tucson Metro Chamber. I want you to have a great end to your weekend. Yes, yes. Send them in for those startups out there. You know, take any opportunity you can to get support from the community. Eric, do you have any final words for our